Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of FTU Life After the Military. I'm your host, Tony Rodriguez, and today is March 19th, 2023. And what's special about today is um, today's my birthday. I'm hitting the big uh, 4-9, right? One more year, and I'll have lived five decades. And so for me, I've never... Uh, I haven't really celebrated my birthday in years, you know, my, my father passed away when I was, when I was young, when I was a teenager. And, uh, since he passed away, I had never, hadn't really celebrated my birthday. Um, there's one time in Iraq, you know, I celebrated it and, uh, you know, Jesse was out there and, uh, Stacy had a nice little birthday cake. And that was, you know, the first time since 1990, that was in 2008. Right. And then, so last year I celebrated it again. And uh, so that's twice in what, almost 32 years. And so this year, I just really didn't feel like celebrating it too much. And the reason for that is because um, my daughter was in town for um, spring break. She really didn't want to come home, but she had to come home to renew her um, uh, ID, her dependent ID, right? So she can continue to get TRICARE. We had to update her in uh, Deers for that. And so she came home. And we went to dinner last night, and it was nice. And my daughter asked me what I wanted for my birthday. I said, nothing, just spending time with her. That was my present. I, I didn't care where we went. I didn't care what we did. I just wanted wanted to spend some time with her and just be able to talk to her and hear how her life was going and just what's new with her. And so I took her to the airport today, and before uh, right before she um, – went through um, security. Uh, she pulled out a birthday card and uh, she gave this to me. And I want to read this to you because uh, it, it means a lot to me. It was pretty special. Um, it says, happy birthday, dad. Even though I had to leave early, I'm glad I got to see you on your birthday. I hope you take the day to really enjoy yourself. You're always saying how you're proud of me, but I'm even more proud of you. Love, Ashley. And for me, that means the world. Because, um, you know, I, I've mentioned before that, you know, I'm dealing with the PTSD and anxiety and had a drinking problem. Um, probably good 10 years of my military career, I had a drinking problem, if not longer than that, right? And uh, I still have a drinking problem. I, I just don't drink. Um, right? So uh, I, I was always concerned, worried. Like, I, I didn't know if I was damaging my my kids right if I was doing them more harm than good and even now I know I'm stern you know I try to emphasize how important education is and you know where our families come from my uh from her mother's parents uh, immigrating from Mexico from my father immigrating from Mexico for them working hard none of them of her four grandparents not a single one had a high high school diploma right my mother had the highest education out of the four, and she had a ninth grade education uh, from Colorado. So none of them, uh, none of them had the benefit of having a full education and being able to maximize their opportunities here in the United States. Uh, but what they did do is they worked hard and they earned an honest living, and they provided opportunities for their children, right? 
And uh, like I said, when I was younger, I, I squandered my opportunities because I thought I deserved more. I didn't realize that you actually had to work for stuff. I thought, well, hey, I'm here, you know, just give it to me, right? Well, that's not how life works. And uh, I wanted to make sure that my daughter uh, did repeat the same mistakes that I did. So I know I've been a little hard on her, uh, but um, she's doing extremely well. And I'm very, very proud of her. And she'll never know how much this card truly means to me uh, because my transition this month, it's about six months now that I've been out of the military. Right. And when I got out, I was like a fat kid in a candy store. Right. That fat kid goes into the candy store and he, man, he just wants to eat every candy that's in there. doesn't even care what it is. He just, I'm going to eat it. You know, I'm going to have it all. Right. And that's what I felt like when I got out of the army because I was no longer, um, confined to uh, what I could do. I, there were no longer any restrictions, right? And so one of the big things I always promised myself was, you know, if, if I didn't like where I was working, I would go find another uh, a job, right? And I, I'm not going to lie, I have looked for other jobs. Um, but I like where I work. I like the people, My I like my coworkers. It, it's, it's a nice environment. It's a good uh, balance of the military life, but normal civilian life as well. And my coworker, I really appreciate working with her. Um, and the reason for that is because this is my first job out, out of the military, right? And I've mentioned before, right, when you transition, why would you ask people who are in the military how to, how to transition? They don't know. They haven't done it yet. They, they don't know. They're just talking out of their ass, right? And so this is my first job. And it specifically is my first job as a contractor. But she's worked as a contractor before, and uh, she's been all over the world. She's an anthropologist, social scientist, has her master's, extremely intelligent. She's tough, tough as nails, man. And the reason why I say that is because in the military, I'd go places, and you know they always made sure I had the equipment that I needed, iodine pills, uh, chlorine pills, you know, water filters and pumps and whatever I needed, right, mosquito nets, the spray, whatever I needed so I could go out into uh, the rainforest and do my job. Well, she worked for uh, different agencies, uh, like the, I, I forgot which ones, um, you know, nothing, no super top secret squirrel stuff, you know, just going out and she was working in the, um, in the Pacific islands and she was working in Southeast Asia and she worked up in Alaska in the wilderness, right? And it was always her on her own, and she didn't have the support that I did. And that's why I said, um, you know, I she's had hard a harder time in the field than I ever will. Okay, and so I value that. I respect that. And I like listening to uh, taking her advice because, um, you know, getting out of the military, I, I didn't, you know, I, there were certain things I wanted for a job, right? I, for me, I wanted a job that had a 401k um, so I could put the money away and I wouldn't touch it, right? I also wanted some health care and, you know, vision, dental, and some uh, life insurance, right? And they offered all this, right? Well, I didn't know if the health care, uh, health insurance was expensive or not. And she explained to me that, yeah, it, it was, right? So I signed on initially and open season came up again this time around. And because we switched... Uh, the insurance companies, right, that were covering us for a medical. And so I was looking at it, and let me 
explained why I got the medical insurance. The reason why I got the medical insurance was because through my company, it'll cover my daughter up until she's 26. TRICARE now, because uh, we went out and proved that she's in college. She's going to turn 21, and it'll cover her until she's 23. So it's two more years, right? So I had both insurance, TRICARE and the one for my job. Well, I'm dropping the one for my job because it's just too expensive, right? And so that means that my daughter will be covered for two years, right? until she graduates. And then at that time, if I wanted, I can re-enroll back into my, uh, in my company insurance plan. And, and we'll see, maybe I will, maybe I won't. We'll see what, what other routes we can go. Um, but the whole point of this is that, uh, you know, my coworker, she explained this to me because I didn't know if, it, if that health insurance was expensive or not. And she said, yeah, it was. So got rid of it. I'm going to save probably about 1200 bucks a month. Um, so that's good, right? Extra money is always good. Um, but to get back to the original topic, uh, you know, my daughter writing me this card, it it really helped me out, really helped pick me up. I always get a little depressed on my birthday because, you know, it's another year where my father isn't here and neither is my mother and neither is my eldest sister. So I miss them. Right. And, uh, so my, my daughter giving me this, uh, really picked me up. And it also helped uh, refocus me, right? Because, you know, like I said, I always told myself that if I didn't like my job, then I would just quit, right? So I hadn't thought about it several times, but why would I quit? I, I, I like my job and I like where what I'm doing. Yeah, there's some days that I get a little frustrated and aggravated, but that's going to be the case at every job, right? I mean, unless I can find someone who's going to pay me to um, – sit around, drink coffee, and watch reruns of South Park and Cheaters, um, you know, I'm going to have to settle for something. And if this is Edling, then this is a pretty good life because this is a good job and I, I really enjoy it. Um, so I'll, I'll be there as long as they'll have me. Um, but the other thing is I also realized, you know, when I got out, I told myself that I wasn't going to take crap from anyone anymore, right? And, which is fine. And, you know, I, I still don't have to, right? I've been stressed out with this, trying to purchase this house. And, you know, um, Bill Mitzef, he's works for a finance company and I could have gone with him and I know Bill would have taken care of me. But the problem is, is, you know, because of my PTS anxiety and because I was diagnosed when I was younger with a mild case of OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, um, I need things finished in a timely manner, right? And so... I've been real hard on my, uh, the finance officer, but you know, he's working with me. He's, they're going to make a lot of money, right? So he's been working with me. He's fine. He has his team and they've been working with me. And, uh, I, I think the realtor's just been the one who I, I really had no assist need for. And to be honest, I, I'm sure realtors, they're very good at their job and I'm sure they, you know, are out there to help people who, who just don't understand how to purchase a house. I am not one of those people. I don't need her help. Um, but she's a nice lady, so basically she's going to make a nice commission for just sitting around. And that's fine, right? Because why not um, have somebody earn some money? You know, she's trying to make a living, and that's fine. And uh, for me, I just didn't need her help. And uh, the finance officer asked me why 
why was that the case? And I just told him, don't worry about it, dude. Like, that's not your problem, right? And so, again, to get back to the original topic, it's like, that's why I, I didn't have Bill help me out because I, I know how I am and I know I was going to be a little rude, a little high strung, and I didn't want to take it out on Bill and uh, have that, you know, hurt our relationship because I respect him dearly. Um, but if you are looking to purchase a house, Bill Mitzef, like look him up on LinkedIn. He'll help you out. Okay. So aside from that, right, I said I was in this PhD program. Well, th this the first quarter is complete, right? And I took two classes. Uh, one professor is very understanding and very supportive. The other professor, he's, he's a twit, right? He's, he's, I don't respect people that just have degrees. If you have degrees and you sit in academia and you do nothing else, I, I, I just feel that you just sit on the sidelines and that's fine. That's your choice. That's fine. Right. But, um, you know, after reading this, I realized who cares, who cares if he's a twit, right? Just these classes don't really mean much. They're, they're just a way for the school to make money off of me. And I understand that, right? Because I'm purchasing that PhD. And that's where it all comes in is my dissertation, doing the research on, for my dissertation. And that's all that matters. So that's where I'm just trying to get to. So who cares? Let him say whatever he wants. Like that last, uh, it, 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 who cares? His opinion just doesn't matter. And I shouldn't let his opinion or his nonsense affect my, my health. Right. And so going forward, I'm not going to, I was talking, like I said, I was thinking about drop, just dropping out of the course. But my OCD doesn't let me. And plus, uh, what would my daughter think? You know, what would Ashley think if I just quit? And I said, you know what? I don't need this. That's the wrong example. I'm just quitting because there's some buffoon on the other side. That's, you know, I'm going to accomplish my goals, right? And so last night, um, well, this morning was the Tobacco Road Half, Tobacco Road Half Marathon. And I had signed up for both of them, right? The Myrtle Beach and the Tobacco Road Half Marathon last year, right? Because uh, last year I ran them both. And this year I ran the Half Marathon with the purpose of, you know, coming in at an eight-minute mile pace for the 13 miles, right? And I, I didn't hit that. Um, but I did a lot better than I had previously done in my personal best, right? So I, I didn't go run the Tobacco Run, Tobacco Road um, Half Marathon. And the reason for that is because... Before I used to run them just to prove that I could do the distance, the half marathon and the full marathon. So I know that. So what am I proving and who am I proving it to? Me? I already know I can do it. Uh, so instead of beating myself up again, I, I decided to, to rest my legs and so I could start training again and start trying to get my miles down to seven minute miles uh, because that's the ultimate goal to qualify for the Boston Marathon. And so it's going to, I'm going to have to come in at, three hours and 25 minutes. And I, I'm pretty sure I can do that. Um, it's not going to be easy, but that's my goal, right? So instead of going and running 13 miles just for the hell of it and tiring myself out and requiring another 10 days to recover, I decided, no, I'm not going to run. It's my birthday. I'm going to take the day off. And then tomorrow I'm going to go back out and going to start training again. And... So that's a whole lot of talking just to say that when you transition out, there's you're going to be provided a lot of freedom and a lot of opportunities to do a great many things, right? 
I'm still looking into buying my uh, opening up my little Caesars, right? But that's going to probably be next year, maybe two years from now. But I did the research, so I knew exactly what I had to do so I could open up that franchise. I'm purchasing that house. I'll be closed and I'll have the keys in my hand by April 15th. And um, I had a lot of people tell me that, well, hey, you know, that's too fast. It's like, whatever, bro. Like, you're not you're not paying for the house. I am. So don't worry about it. Right. You're going to have a lot of people give you advice and it's up to you. Like, who do you listen to? Right. Um, the majority of veterans uh, that I work with, I don't usually listen to them because uh, they're just stuck in that mode of, hey, I'm going to advise you. Uh, based off of absolutely nothing, you know, I have, I have no experience, no education, but I'm so used to just advising people because I was in the military that I'm going to continue doing that. And so good for them. Right. Um, because a lot of the uh, veterans I talk to you tell me, Oh yeah, man, like I bought a house with like 0% interest. And actually they gave me $10,000 to buy the house. It's always some stupid, unbelievable story. Right. And <laughs> you know, I, I hear them say, yeah, I went to the car dealer and, you know, I was going to buy a car. It was 50000 I do- I talked them down to 20000 And then they gave me a $5,000 rebate, too. So I paid 15000 for a $50,000 car. It's like, sure, whatever, bro. Like, again, like if you if people want to tell me their crazy stories, I'll listen to their crazy stories. Um, but I'm not going to take their advice um, because it just isn't realistic. It's not believable, right? So... If you get anything out of this, I, I just want you um, to know that you're going to have all these opportunities and it, it's okay to try things, right? But um, there's going to be some things that you don't want to do and, and that's okay. That's all right. You know, I'm still doing this podcast, but I scaled it back because it's it takes a lot of time to um, reach out to people, to get people to come on and to uh, be guests on here, right? And, you know, I'm working around their schedule. So, you know, they have kids, they're also going to school at night and, so I had to do a lot of them during uh, my work hours at lunchtime. And so then I couldn't eat lunch and I'm trying to set this up in my car. And it just became, it almost became like a second job. And that's what I don't want is I, I want to be as relaxed as I possibly can. I know people are saying like, well, you go, you're in this PhD program. It's like, yes, because what I didn't realize was when I got out of the army, I was just so used to my routine even as crazy as it sounded with the deployments and the training cycles, I always had, like, when I was home, I had some sort of routine, right? Wake up, go to the gym, go to work, lunch, 11.30 to 1, all right? Then go back to work. Work until whatever time it's time to get out, then go home, spend time with the kids, with the wife, all right? Now do homework or do assignments, go to sleep, back up at 5 o'clock, right? And repeat, and it was a crazy cycle, and my weekends were taken up with uh, pretty much the same thing. Wake up at 7, go to the gym, go for a run, go to the grocery store, come back, do things with the kids. Okay, now try to relax for two hours. Okay, now do assignments, right? So I had this routine, and then getting out of the military, it was there was really no routine. I could do whatever I wanted to do, and it was kind of... made me uneasy. It made my anxiety go up. And so just doing this PhD, it, it, you know, it helps me with, uh, gives me some structure in my week and my day, 
It sets up a routine for me. It helps me by setting an example for my daughter and for my grandbabies uh, that, hey, you can achieve whatever goal you set out to achieve, right? You're not limited. You're only limited by your desire to achieve your goals, right? People are going to say whatever they're going to say. And a lot of times they just run their mouths because they don't want you to succeed. Because if you succeed, that just emphasizes their lack of ambition, right? That's all. So don't listen to other people or choose who you're going to listen to. Um, so, so the PhD gives me structure. It helps me set an example for, for my kids. And I'm not going to lie, you know, um, if you don't know, there's this one uh, professor, Dr. Evan Ellis. Um, he is like uh, Russell Crowe in that movie, A Beautiful Mind, except he is not insane, right? And uh, he's he's brilliant, right? He's he's. If you need to know anything about Latin America or the Caribbean, this is the guy. And I, I was telling my wife, I was telling my coworkers, I want to do, I want to complete this PhD because the next time he's speaking somewhere. Uh, because he flies all, all over the country um, to people fly him in just to to speak on Latin American affairs and the Caribbean, right? I want to be able to I want to be on the panel uh, with him uh, because if I can be on the panel with that guy, even if I only say two words, if, even if I just introduce myself and don't say another word, um, to me that means I made it in my academic career uh, because there could only be one best, right? And and right now he's the best. And there's no shame in saying that because this guy just like he is. The, uh, everybody else is just a distant second. Everybody else is competing to be the first loser, right? And that's okay uh, because if I can just be on the podium with him, you know, that means I've come pretty far from being a punk kid in East Los Angeles or being a knuckle dragging paratrooper in the 82nd. It means I've come pretty far, and for me, that that's that's all right. And you know, if I could ever work on a paper with him, be a co-author, that would be icing on the cake for me. You know, that's my goal. Is you know, I know people are, are talk about like making millions of dollars and this and that. I don't care about any of that. You know, I have my goals. That that's fine for me. Um, I explain this to my daughter, right? I how many Al Bundy's do I know, right? How many people are still living in the past talking about, you know, I scored four touchdowns in the, in, uh, in one, in one game, right? Well, how many veterans do you know? It's like that are, they start out right. With, no shit. There I was. Right. And okay, here we go. It's a tall tale time. Right. And that's fine. You can tell me your stories. I, I'd love to hear them because they're good stories. Sometimes they're true. Sometimes they're, Little exaggerated, and that's fine. That's it, it's okay. Um, I'll listen to your stories, uh, but for me, my I'd rather be able to tell my kids, like, "Hey, man, I I achieved these goals because I worked towards them." My daughter still has no clue what I did in the army, and my grandbaby still thinks that I was a, a cook. And by all means, there's no shame of being a cook. We need we need cooks, right? Because not going to go very far um, if you don't have any food in your belly, right? But uh, when I when I was in, I still had my old Alice pack, and I showed my uh, granddaughter. I had one of those small grills, and I told her that I used to jump jump that in, right? And as soon as I'd land, I would set it up, and I would start making hamburgers. <laughs> I showed her a spatula that I would put in there in my Alice pack. And so 
she also thinks that I, uh, that I was a cook and that I just made hamburgers out, out on the drop zone. And that's fine because they don't need to know what I did. And honestly, what does it matter? It, it doesn't to them. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm Ashley's dad and I'm Lena's grandpa. Right. And that's all that matters. And, you know, I hope you guys, everyone who's listening understands that you should be proud of your career. You should be proud of your accomplishments in the military, but there's a lot of life to live once we get out. Right. Um, my mental health is very important to me and I like to uh, make sure that I'm doing things that are helping me stay level-headed and focused on my goals. And so, you know, fighting with my professor is not helping me stay level-headed. It's not helping me stay focused on my goals. And ultimately, who cares, right? Like, I'm not going to have, I might have this guy for another class. Okay, big deal. And then I'll never have to see him again. So it's another nine weeks, and then that's it. Bye-bye. So this was just going to be a little short episode, right? Um, Because it's my birthday, I want to go watch uh, some episodes of Naked and Afraid. And uh, if any of you are out there listening, and if you ever have uh, any ambition to be on Naked and Afraid, just know that uh, they send you to to the worst places on the planet, and the rain isn't going to bother you. Uh, being naked isn't going to bother you. What's going to bother you is are the goddamn bugs, right? Uh, a lot of these places that they show on Naked and Afraid, I've been to, right? And I would have long sleeves on and I would use bug spray. And when I would go to sleep, I would have uh, mosquito nets, right? And I was still being eaten alive by goddamn bugs, right? And the mosquitoes that are in Guyana and Peru, Colombia, and Ecuador, they're not mosquitoes. They're goddamn pterodactyls, all right? So if you have any ambition of going on uh, Naked and Afraid, good luck because you're going to need it. Because uh, being hungry isn't going to be your biggest problem. Surviving all the goddamn bugs is that's going to be your problem. All right. So um, for shout outs, I just want to give a shout out to my uh, good buddy, Cody. Um, Cody, last time I talked to you, you were going into the final phase of one of your. Um, Uh, whatever you were doing, whatever process you were in. And, you know, Lena, my grandbaby Lena still thinks it's uh, Cody the wrestler, right? Um, and I haven't told her that it isn't. And so she wished, she said that she hoped Cody won, right? Because we don't wish people good luck. We hope you win. Um, because if you say good luck, that means you're telling them, hey, I know you didn't prepare, so... I hope God smiles on you and, and helps you out of this mess, right? But if you say, hey, man, I hope you win, buddy. Uh, I hope you win. It means you're telling them, hey, I know you did everything in your power to be successful. I know you developed a plan to achieve your goals. And so I know you're going to win the day, all right? So, Cody, if you're listening, uh, Lena and I, um, we know you won. And we miss you, buddy, all right? Um, and as for businesses, again, if you uh, if you're in, if you're looking for a house, um, you know, go on LinkedIn and just look for Bill Mitzef, and he'll uh, you know come up and he'll tell you how to uh, how to purchase house. You know, let me pull him up right here. Uh, 
he's working for Cross Country Mortgage. All right, so go ahead and reach out to Bill, and he'll he'll be more than happy to help you out. And again, he's a very nice person, and that's why I didn't use him uh, because I am when I buy things, I get very aggressive, and I didn't want it to affect our relationship. Uh, so next week I'll have a guest, um, Matt Finney, who was my one of my former commanders, and he also started up a podcast. We're going to discuss uh, mental health and why he started his podcast. All right, so until next time, just know that you are important and you have something that makes you special. Identify what that is and maximize it, and I know you will be successful. You will achieve all your goals. Take care of your mental health and your physical health. All right, until next time. Zot, 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 and roll tide.